Okay, here we go. Another edition of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. This is shit that I did a long time ago. I have no idea what I said on these. So it might be something that is like cancelable now. So if I suddenly disappear uh, and never podcast again, it, it might be because of something like this. Something from this show. Anyway, this Not the Best of show is pulled from Patreon episodes from way back. Like episode 80 or 90. Considering now uh, I am in the 1060 something range of podcasts. That is a long time ago. In fact, I've been podcasting. Uh, podcasting is the second longest thing I've ever done in one place. Longest thing I ever did in one place was June of 2004 until February of 2016. That amount of time. That was at one spot, GRD. I'm sitting at about four and a half years of podcasting. So, shit, I got a long ways to go before I get uh, pet. God help me if, if, you know, 12 years from now, I'm still sitting here with my thumb up my ass in a room above my garage getting in fist fights with people online. Can you imagine that? I would be, let's see, I'm, I'll be 53 in July. So I'd, it'd be 65 years old. What the fuck? You know, I got to hit the lottery or something because I cannot, I, I'm, I'm kind of picturing what I'll be like in that amount of time uh, because I generally have gotten uh, more obnoxious as I've aged, which is remarkable. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be like a novelty. If I'm a seven, you know, like the Iron Sheik, the guy on uh, the old wrestler, he like tells people to go fuck themselves and everybody goes, oh yeah, I love it. He told me to go fuck myself. Maybe, (laughs) maybe that'll be me. I don't know. It's kind of sad to even think about, frankly, Uh, but whatever. Hang on. (laughs) Oh my God. All right. Here we go. Uh, The show originates in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. You can email me. On the Shoreliner Striping Inbox, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. T-shirts at EricZaneShow.com. Click uh, merch. And uh, there you go. Enjoy this segment on Not the Best of, the Eric Zane Show podcast. It's time for the Eric Zane Show Patreon bonus podcast, where you're more likely to hear something that would have gotten him fired from radio. Here's your host, Eric Zane. Yes, thank you. My gosh, Christy Wagner, the perky, friendly, amazing, amazingly talented uh, voice. Uh, Amazingly talented voice talent. That just doesn't, you're not saying it right. Uh, I'm an idiot. Welcome into the Eric Zane Show Patreon bonus podcast where, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like you let your hair down a little bit more. Um, boy, uh, I don't know what is going on here at this house. But um, this, I think I'm being set up. Um, you know what? There's a window open. I sure hope my neighbor's not listening. Ah, it's late. There's no way they're listening. Um because I got home from uh, from up north, and um, it was like the the driveway was all wet, like somebody had washed a car. And so I said, <laughs> "Hey Adam, I'm like, uh, hey, did somebody wash 
A car? Yeah, your car. I go, my, somebody watch, watch my car? I go, well, thank you. And Diana says, it wasn't me. It was Jim and Aubrey. And I'm like, what? Okay. That's very nice. I'll go and thank them, which I did. And, but that, that has never happened ever. No one's ever done anything like that for me. So then a short time later, I'm uh, out in front of the house and Jacqueline and Justin pull into the driveway and, uh, Justin says to me, I'll, I'll translate in a second. He goes, uh, Mr. Z, I'm going to mow the lawn for you right now. I go, what? And Jackie says, yeah, and I'm going to use the weed eater. And I'm like, you are? What? So I was, I don't know what's going on here. I smell some type of setup, frankly. I'm waiting for like another dog to be here or something like that. Uh, I'm not sure. But I think uh, I think we're okay. Uh, a couple things going on. Headline uh, reads this. 28-year-old dude pops his neck and has stroke. Now, you've heard me talk many times on this show about popping my neck. Now, I do know a thing or two about this. There have been a few instances over time where a person has popped their neck and they've, uh, and they've had a stroke. It's very, very rare. But what you're dealing with there is uh, one of the arteries ruptures. And then uh, I think, yeah, we've talked about this before. They say that if you do it side to side, you're okay. But if you do it side and then twist it at the same time, like if you're watching me right now, and there's only a handful of you watching, but if you watch it, if you twist it, that's one thing. But if you go to the side and then rotate your head and like and grab your head with your with your hands and twist it, that's where you run into trouble. Now, when I do mine, which I'm about to do for you, because I know everybody loves it when I do this, I'm gonna put the mic right up to my neck to hear the bones just grind to powder. Hold on. I'll let you know when I'm doing it. Okay, I'll put the mic right up to it. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, that was nothing. That was a bad one. There's hardly anything. Other side. Ah, uh, barely anything. What a disappointment, man. I've done that before sometimes, and people are like, oh, my gosh. You've actually heard me do that. Josh Hader had a sore neck, so he stretched it out, accidentally popping it. The next thing he knew, his left side of his body started to go numb. He went to the kitchen for an ice pack, but couldn't walk straight. I kept walking at almost a 45-degree angle to the left, he said. Uh, Hader, uh, 28 years old, from Guthrie, Oklahoma, had a serious stroke from cracking his neck. Doctors treated him at the hospital, said the stroke was life-changing, but could have been worse. When he popped his neck, he tore arteries that go to the bone of the neck. Um where the neck joins the skull at the base of the brain. Uh, The way... Hold on. This thing just went dark on me. The way he twisted the neck caused a bisection. Hader's father-in-law took took him to the ER where healthcare workers administered administered him. uh, TPA, which breaks up clots. 
After that, he was transported to a bigger hospital. The artery was compromised because of the tear, which caused a stroke. Man, that guy cannot imagine. Holy crap. It's a good thing nothing bad is ever going to happen to me, ever. You ever do that? You ever, like, think to yourself, oh, man. <sighs> One day something terrible is going to happen and happen to me. I'm just, like, holding my breath that something awful could happen. No, no, no. Okay, so this story was going around. That, um, no, Jesus, where was it now? Aha. So in hockey, you have the National Hockey League, the American Hockey League, Olympic teams, junior hockey, men's hockey, immensely popular for the most part. Hockey has been a tough sell over the years, so much so that years ago there was a lockout because the owners could not afford to pay the players who were making too much money. Players took a huge hit on their salary because just not as many people go to hockey games as they'd like. Well, if you think it's tough for uh, men's pro hockey, how do you think it would be for women's pro hockey? That, to me, sounds like a tough sell. But there's more than one league. One, there's more than one women's league. Now, these women don't make a lot of money at all. In fact, it's more like just a stipend. They're... In my opinion, it's just it has to be for fun because they're not going to make any money at it. Even the best women's players in the world, like for the uh, like for the United States and Canada, uh, they they'll they'll win gold medals, but they have to have regular jobs. It could be uh, in something in hockey. Some are announcers like uh, Kendall Coyne Schofield is a very good hockey analyst. She's the one that um, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, what's Pierre Maguire was talking down to her like she's an idiot. She probably knows more about hockey than he does. But I'll tell you this: not a lot of people are interested in the women's game. The only time I'm interested in it is during the is during the Olympics. Uh, late last week, two hundred women's hockey players, among them United States stars Hillary Knight and Kendall Coyne Schofield pledged to boycott all North American professional women's hockey leagues until those leagues start paying players livable wages. They're coming flat out and saying, we need more money. I'm going to read you the uh, statement. We are fortunate to be ambassadors of this game. Actually, I'm not going to read all of it. Uh, While we have accomplished so much, there is no greater accomplishment Uh, than what we have the potential to do right here and right now. And not just for this generation of players, but for generations to come. With that purpose, we are coming together, not as individual players, but as one collective voice to help navigate the future and protect the players' needs. This sounds like all bullshit to me. Why don't you just say, we're getting screwed in the deal. We sacrifice our bodies. Uh, Some of us haven't had a period in six months. Uh, And uh, and we, we need more money. Uh, but they're kind of making a long story about it. We cannot make a sustainable living uh, living playing in the current state of the professional game, having no health insurance and making as low as $2,000 a season. Two grand a season. Holy shit. Can you imagine getting like 10 bucks a game? What? Uh, means players cannot adequately train and prepare to play at the highest level. Because of that, players... Uh, because of that together as players we will not play in any professional leagues in north america this season until we get the resources that pro hockey demands and deserves uh they also want the nhl to give them more money 
which is weird. You know, they got their own league and they're like demanding the NHL give them money. And that would be just like, give us money. It would be like uh, me turning around and saying to the radio industry, give me money while I do my podcast because I deserve it. You can't do that. They'd laugh at you. So the Canadians Women Hockey League disbanded, leaving there only one league for these chicks to go play at. And now they said they're not going to do it because they're not making any money. Shrug. Who gives a shit? Uh, Emerging of the two leagues was once seen as a viable solution. Uh, Now it's uh, can't be. The league is hoping to get increased support from the NHL, but after the CWHL's folding, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman only went so far as to raise his league's annual contribution from $50,000 to $100,000. I can't believe that these women think that they can just say, yeah, give us more money. You see, the league that they're in, nobody goes to these games. No one watches these games. No one cares about these games. In order for the owners of these teams to make any money, fans have to go. They don't. You know why? Because no one gives a shit about women's hockey. They need to look at the model of the WNBA, which has lasted. They have actually made it happen. And I don't know how they did it, but I think that that's where they should go instead of just saying, hey, give us more money. Doesn't quite work like that. Did you hear about the guy who wanted to get a better picture of the volcano? How about this dummy? Uh, The volcano in Hawaii, the big one, Kilauea, the one that uh, went all crazy last year and uh, erupted, everything blew up to hell. It kept flowing all the way to the sea, totally reshaped that or that part of the park that it's in, the National Park. National Park is just the, the, the big-ass volcano. Now, if you were to go on, like, Google Maps and look at this thing, look straight down at it, you can see, like, a red dot in the middle. That's where there's actually magma, okay? And some dude, 32-year-old veteran, uh, wanted to get a better look at this thing. Now... This has been this way forever in all the national parks. There's always these uh, fences uh, for you to avoid uh, certain areas that are dangerous. In um, in uh, Yellowstone, is it Yellowstone? Yeah, in Yellowstone, they have the uh, hot springs. And uh, you're supposed to avoid those because in some of them, first of all, the water's boiling. And then the chemical nature of some of them, it'll dissolve anything that gets near it. Any organic matter will dissolve it. And some dumb bastard uh, wanted to get a closer look and uh, fell into the spring. Body never recovered because it was dissolved. You know why they that happened? Because the dumb bastard decided, to, oh, you know, go by the barriers and not listen to what anybody said. Now, I'm no stranger to not listening to the rules at national parks. Case in point, the bighorn sheep that I was uh, about two feet away from, uh, when they tell you to avoid wildlife in any national parks by like, you know, uh, 50 yards or more. I think it's actually 100 yards. Don't go near the wildlife. So I'm one of those dumb idiot dickheads that doesn't listen. This stupid bastard climbs the fence so he can get a look down the volcano first of all why the hell 
Would you be that, that tempted to risk your life knowing full well if you fall into the caldera of the Kilauea volcano, the bottom is not fluffy feathers. It's lava. Holy shit. This guy starts to maneuver over to the edge and sure as shit, everything gives out below him. All of the uh, hardened lava gives way and the dumb bastard fell. Now, when I heard that, I'm like, please let it be that he fell in the magma because anybody this stupid deserves that. But he got hung up. He fell 70 feet and hit a ledge. So now park workers and rescue crew have to risk life and limb, acrid air, bad sulfur, breathing all this shit. They're in the fucking caldera of the Kilauea volcano. My gosh. Because this dumb idiot decided he wanted to get a closer look. Holy shit. And there he is alive, barely beat to hell, unconscious, broken bones, his face is rearranged. Holy shit. They got to they got to dangle a guy down there, get this stupid bastard, bring him up and take him to the hospital. Critical condition, barely lives to tell the tale. Holy crap. Do not do not seek the treasure when it comes to those things. There's signs there for a reason. Hey, if you get a minute, call me on the Eric Zane Show podcast, Zaniac Hotline. I want to hear from you, 616-209-7797. That number will put, your, uh, will put you in touch with me, a recording, if you will. And um, I want you to leave me a message, if anything at all, on your mind. Like the show, don't like the show, uh, criticisms. If you want to try some of your stupid bits, like if your name is Stu McAllister, stupid bastard. My God. All right. Finally, let's uh, let's leave you with this. Thank you to Randall, by the way. Randall is uh, one of a handful of people that sends links all the way about things to talk about. And, uh, and I so appreciate that. In fact, every day I use these things. This is always, always very, very good stuff. You people know my taste. All right. This is a new service, and I don't know if I'd be interested in it. Um, if you have a loved one who passes away and they have a tattoo... That you want to keep, by the way, look at that farmer's tan, busting ass, splitting logs all weekend. You folks can't see this who are listening to the audio, but that's legit. Hell yeah. That's my, uh, that's my Armenian skin tone coming out. Before you know it, I'll be dark as hell. Uh, if you have a loved one who has, in, who has a uh, tattoo, the reason why I rolled my sleeves up for you folks on the audio is uh, because I was showing them the Mr. Ten tattoo. Nick says, what's, what's your tattoo, Eric? Uh, that goes back many, many years, back to the free beer and hot wings days. Long story. Tell it later. All right. Let's say somebody dies. If you want the tattoo, there is a company that can get you that tattoo. If I'm understanding this Yes, if you want to have your tattoo preserved and you make a stipulation in your will, you can have the tattoo. Actually, 
cut the skin off of the body and put it into a frame. There's a company called Save My Ink Forever. Um, This one centers around a guy named Chris Wenzel who passed away. Uh, By the time uh, he was a teenager, both his arms were completely covered in skin art. Awesome tattoos on this guy. He died last October, a heart failure. He struggled with it for years, along with ulcerative colitis. He leaving his wife behind and the couple's five kids. He was only 41 before he died. He had a request. He wanted his tattoos preserved. Mr. Wenzel says, or Ms. Wenzel says her husband had always been fascinated by preserved bodies and by other similar artifacts they had come across on museum visits. Wenzel discovered Save My Ink Forever, a family-run business based in Cleveland, Ohio. He told his wife, why would I want to have all these hours um, of tattoo work put into my body for me to be buried with them? The company owned by Michael and Kyle Sherwood works with funeral homes in the U.S. and the U.K. and Canada preserve the tattoos of people who have died as a memorial for the loved ones. The father and son, both embalmers and funeral directors, launched the company just over two years ago. Man, that's a rough line of work. The idea came from what Kyle Sherwood described as a semi-serious conversation his father had with a friend about preserving tattoos. So, apparently, they hack off the tattoo and get it after they surgically remove the tattoo to them. First, it's sent to a lab for, pre- for preservation before it's mounted and framed behind UV protective glass. The entire process takes about three months. It's an actual piece of a person that symbolizes something. Man, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know why I have such a problem with this, considering I have uh, uh, urns all over my mantle of pets and my mother-in-law. But this is on display I can see why this is a huge business for these folks. I think they're going to make a lot of money. But they're preserving. Can you imagine if you're one of those uh, uh, guys who like uh, uh, pierces his crank or his ball sack, and he says, I want this saved forever, and they hack off his dick and balls, and, well, please don't let my neighbor be moving his car outside. And then they, they take the dick and balls and they put, it be, they, they put it behind the glass and you hang the dick and balls up on your wall. Like the tattooed dick and balls. You know there's got to be somebody in the world with a tattoo on their dick and balls. You got to put that thing up. If I'll tell you what, if I, had, if I was bold enough to have a tattoo on my dick and balls, I would definitely make them hack off my dick and balls. And then... Uh, get it to these guys and like say, yeah, make sure you had to make it look like I'm all stiff because that's the only way you can really see this thing. I mean, I want you to really jack my dick and put it on there. God. All right. I'm going to leave it right there. You guys are awesome. I appreciate you, but uh, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go to bed, man. That is enough. That's enough of this nonsense. You're all are the best. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast continue. Well, there's a pause in the action. You can tell I've been recording these episodes all today. You know, I kind of like host them. So what you're hearing now is 
and present time, pretty much. I don't know why I feel the need to explain that to you. It's because I'm punchy right now. Okay, A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. I won't remember any of this. I'm probably going to say the N-word and then have no idea. 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. It's so stupid, I'm making myself laugh. That's how punchy I am. What an asshole. Joe is going to tune up your AC for $79. He's wonderful and he's Mexican. Apparently a huge pecker. 616-516-8579. Now that's one of the things I love about the podcast. You know, you can really do a a true to me, being true to myself, uh, sponsorship mention. I could never on the radio uh, do what I can do here. You know, to say, yeah, Joe Martinez, A&E heating and cooling. He's got a huge dick. That's ridiculous. Anyway, uh, call Joe when your shit breaks down. Uh, Your your wife's going to hate you when she's sweltering. Stupid ass. Here we go. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, now rated number one in America, by mortgage professionals. I just talked to Kyle Ryan. He voted for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke professionals. I'm sorry, of Van Dyke Mortgage, those professionals, at the professional mortgage symposium that went down in Topeka, Kansas. Call Mario at 231-332-6505 for anything mortgage-related. Maybe you need to get a little money out of your home to pay off a high-interest credit card bill. That's cool. Do it. Maybe you want to buy the home of your dreams. Get pre-approved with Mario today from anywhere in the U.S. Thank you, Kent County Health Department. Keeping residents of Kent County, Michigan safe. Unlike the shitheads in Ottawa County. Love Kent County. If you need information on the WIC program, vaccinations for the little ones, Maybe it's not you. Maybe it's someone you know or love. Reach out to the Kent County Health Department. They'll help you every step of the way. These trained professionals. Their phone number is 616-632-7200. Or go to their website, accesskent.com slash health. Rolling on with more of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Welcome to the party, Andrea here. People say I have a sexy voice, but it doesn't compare to the star of the show. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show Patreon bonus podcast. Here's the host, Eric Zane. Come on, big boy. Show me what you've got. Oh my God. It's ridiculous. (sighs) Welcome into the Patreon bonus. Uh, Hello again to you, TK, and anyone else who checks us out on the live stream tier two on patreon appreciate uh, the support and uh, for having a live audience as we record the patreon bonus a uh, lion's share of them uh, uh, enjoy it on recorded on the patreon app or whatever uh, app that they download um, that they get the you know i don't even know how the fuck it works frankly all i know is that on the patreon app 
I am able to get the podcast. But I'm pretty sure, I don't even know, you can like get the RSS uh, feed and plug it into your podcast app? I don't know. I, I, I don't have to do this because, you know, I'm, I'm making it. So I don't really, I just use the app. And I very rarely listen to these fucking things. Occasionally, I will go back. Lately, I actually have been listening more and more to the flow, how this shit flows and how you like it, the differences between the freebie and this one, this one, obviously. I let my hair down a little bit, as little as I have, as short as it is. I let it down, and I, the swear words just flow out of me magically. I, uh, I don't know if I uh, occasionally... I'll let one fly in the freebie. But I think to me, it's one of the selling points of the Patreon is the uh, really not giving a shit about anything. And, uh, you know, uh, let's see. TK says, TK says, I have issues with the app. It works best for me to go right to the Patreon site. I don't know. I wish I had the technical expertise to guide you through this. But I don't. But I have heard some complaints about, uh, I don't like having to uh, 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 listen to the freebie in one spot and then listen to the page. I don't know what to tell you. Then someone said, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you take the freebie and put it on the Patreon? And I went, "Eh, no, I can't because I need the numbers. I need people to get the freebie because I get credit for that. And uh, when if, if I get credit for it, that means I can t- sell it. That those numbers make you you can price it according. Like Joe Joe Rogan, he gets you know two and a half million per. If he got two, he wouldn't be able to price it because nobody would buy it. But if you every one of those counts, so that's how it is. And I need all the help I can get. I am not a big time podcaster. I am a uh, a low level scumbag. Some people say, uh, no, no one says that. I just, I'm assuming somebody would say that. All right, this is what I want to do first. Uh, I saw this audio clip. Um, it was Louis, no, Louis Farrakhan got banned from Facebook along with Alex Jones. All these, all these assholes get kicked off of Facebook and then everyone's like, what, what did I do? What, what, what? Well, you're an asshole. If you are kicked off Facebook, you are an asshole. There's no two ways about it. There are no mistaken identity assholes. You either are or you are not. Louis Farrakhan is, what is he? Is he the leader of the Nation of Islam? I I don't know. I know he's a racist asshole. This guy hates white people. Has always hated. We're the white devil. So he gets booted off of Facebook. Why? Because he's an asshole. Well, of all people, Snoop Dogg went off online after Facebook and uh, for banning Louis Farrakhan. Let's see what Snoop had to say. For real, that's how y'all feel? <clears throat> so Facebook... And Instagram just banned and minister Louis Farrakhan. Aha. Uh-huh. I want to know for what. Because he's an asshole. All he ever do is tell the truth. Aha. Uh-huh. But y'all going to ban him, though. All right. What if we ban y'all? 
I did, I'm not an asshole. What if you fucking with y'all? Facebook I'm, I'm, and Instagram? I, I, I have not, gonna ban I have not done Farrakhan asshole things like Louis Farrakhan. Mm-hmm. I stand with him. I'm with him. Ban me, motherfucker. All right, you're going to get banned. Ban me. You old ass. Because I'm going to keep posting this shit. I'm going to keep putting Minister Louis Farrakhan out there. That's my dear brother. Fuck y'all that got a problem with him. Sorry about that, Minister. I had to, had to bang for you. Mm-hmm. I know you don't permit that. Snoop but that ain't is, right. Snoop is pissed. It's not right. It's a bunch of motherfuckers y'all could ban. But y'all choose Minister Louis Farrakhan. Yeah, yeah. Assalamu alaikum, my brother. I don't know. Hakuna, Hakuna, Hakuna Matata. Real, that's how y'all feel. <clears throat> All right. So uh, by the way, Snoop is looking more and more like Rollo from uh, Sanford and Son as he gets older. Uh, just, uh, you know. Adam Sandler back on Saturday Night Live. He brought back his bit, Opera Man. Remember that one? Game of Thrones, almost finito. Molto exciting, edge up I see. I didn't, I didn't catch it. Uh, it I'm, I'm kind of mesmerized by his rhymes in that bit. They also, um, let's see. They sang about getting fired on the intro. I was fired. I was fired. I was fired. So sad to tell. 25 years. Well, I never saw it coming. I got fired from SNL Between seasons I heard a nasty rumor That I was getting the sack I tried to call Lorne Michaels But he never called me back I'm joking, I'm joking, he called me I got fired Chris Rock, Chris Rock, cameo I was fired That's Terrific I was fired by NBC Yes Then I went on and live in color Three weeks later they took it off TV it's Okay, okay, you hang in there, alright? You keep going after your dream Oh, that's oh Okay <laughs> I was fired I Pete was Davidson. fired no, no, Pete, you, you, you weren't. You weren't fired. I wasn't? How's that even possible? <laughs> I don't know, but be patient, because it's coming soon. Right? <laughs> I love you. Yeah, I was fired. I was fired. NBC said that I was done. Uh-huh. Then I made over four... Is that it? All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, it seems like a good time. Adam Sandler. Now, uh, all these, I I posted a couple stories at ericsaintshow.com, by the way, full disclosure, as I'm punching up my own website, I I typed the word free. What an idiot. On In the News, I just posted a couple of links um, that I want to talk about now. The first one says, maybe Stu McAllister is in the CIA. This woman was arrested after trespassing at the CIA for three days in a row. And they gave this stupid woman with no doubt some, uh, some type of mental disorder uh, all the rope she needed. 
Police had to file a criminal complaint against a lady after she allegedly trespassed on CIA's uh, headquarters. I'll save the last line for the end. But 58-year-old Jennifer G. Hernandez attempted to enter the agency on three straight days, May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Uh, Case files allege that Hernandez walked into CIA headquarters through the main vehicle entrance. She was stopped by a CIA police officer. She said that she had applied for a job at the agency and uh, that her recruiter had told her to come to the complex. So they're like, ah, okay, lady, this doesn't add up, but um, all right. They ran out the ground ball. CIA police determined she had no official business with the CIA. Uh, They told her to leave. Next day, she returns via lift again, said she was trying to see her recruiter. Sounds like a joke. Cops issued her a written warning, turned her away. May 2nd, Hernandez came back in on an Uber. CIA officers allege Hernandez stated that she wanted to speak to her recruiter and that she knew to go there because her phone was off. (laughs) Officers interviewed her and told her to leave. Finally, she shows up again. Asking for her, uh, her, no, I said whore, her North, North Carolina ID card, which the cops actually did have. They unintentionally kept it in storage. I guess at one point they got it out and put it in like a file box or something like that and never gave it back to her. Uh, she told officers waiting for her or waiting with her. Do you really think I'm going to leave? Uh, and before and OK, wait a minute, let me back up. She asked for her North Carolina ID card, which officers had unintentionally kept in storage. Then she asked to speak to Agent Penis. At this point, you just arrest her, right? Agent Penis. Hello, Agent Penis here. Stu comes walking in. Uh, She was arrested and charged with a Class B misdemeanor offense currently held in in Alexandria City Jail. Um. Let's see. I also had another story I wanted to get to you. And and this is also one you have to see. These are both sent in by Scott McKay, who um, he tweeted these out. And as soon as I saw this one, I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at? When you go to ericsanecio.com and click on in the news, you will be able to see this. It's a lady. Second one from the top as of right now. And I don't know how to describe it. Ronnie James Dio, uh, I mean, it's it doesn't look anything like a dude. This out of Utah. A Utah woman was busted for allegedly trying to kill her live-in boyfriend with Drano. Told investigators she hoped he would go into eternal sleep. L. Weissman, 43-year-old lady who I swear to God looks like Ronnie James Dio. You, you got to see this told the uh, South Lake, uh, South Salt Lake City cops that she deliberately, deliberately gave her 50-year-old uh, significant other a spoonful of Drano to drink last week, knowing full well it would kill him. He was partially asleep when Weissman administered the poison, according to the local TV station. Once the man swallowed the Drano, he started suffering excruciating pain. I cannot imagine 
first of all, the, he must be on something to say. She's like, here, take your medicine. And he's like, okay, great. Give it. Uh, excruciating pain, police officer Gary Keller told the TV station. Weissman eventually called a cab to bring her boyfriend to an urgent care facility. How sweet. I wonder if she's saying holy diver. The victim survived this, this, uh, this asshole's deranged plot and somehow lived. Weissman told investigators her boyfriend believed she was giving him his medicine. Weissman charged with one count of attempted murder and one count of surreptitious administering of a certain substance, both felonies. She was booked into the Salt Lake County Jail Tuesday. Boyfriend remained hospitalized Thursday, the local station reported. You must see the look on this excruciatingly ugly beast. I can't, I mean, she looks nothing like a woman. We talked to that story about that uh, track star, that lady who's got like an increase of testosterone. She's like fast as hell because she's like part dude from the testosterone. This guy, this lady has to have the same thing, just not nearly as fast. Put a guitar in this chick's hand. Let's see if she can bust out uh, any Ronnie James Dio song. Maybe one from the Rainbow era, perhaps. As always, I thank you for checking out the Eric Zancho Patreon bonus podcast. I am so out of gas. I got nothing left in the tank. I will say to you that I will try to do better tomorrow. How does that sound? All right. Thank you. God bless. Till next time. Talk to you then. Pause in the action. I'm not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Sarah Honda Granville. Are you kidding me? I love these people. Uh, they are on Kanawha Avenue. In Granville, right on the edge of Granville. Just north of 44th Street. There's a cracker barrel there where all the old people go. Uh, go. Did I say goal? Where the old people go? Fuck. SarahHondaGranville.com. Test drive a brand new Honda today. Or pick out a certified pre-owned vehicle. A year or two old. Fantastic shape. Under warranty. Largest selection in the entire state. Nobody comes close. Sarah, Honda, Granville. Looking for something fun to do? TC Paintball is the place. Love it. Rick at TC Paintball and his crew will entertain you at this wonderful entertainment destination. Perfect for the summer. You got outdoor play. Oh, my gosh. All hours of the day, it's going on at TC Paintball. Check out their website, tcpaintballgr.com, for information on how you can book your event. Fully stocked pro shop. If you get into the sport of paintball, everything you have is there. You can test out the gear to make sure it's to your liking before you buy it at TC Paintball. tcpaintballgr.com. I've got a flooring team. Johnson Carpet One discount outlet. Holy crap, are these people great. They buy tons of flooring, all types of flooring, and then they put it in the warehouse, like piled up. It's neat. It's organized, but it's a warehouse. You're going to pay a lot less because they buy so much of it, they get it at a discounted rate, and then you get it cheaper. You can't call it a discount outlet if it's not. All right? If you want to do the old price comparison, that's fine, but you won't get a lower price anywhere. 
And then when you mention my name, Eric Zane, you will get 10% off in addition. Yes. Oh, my God. I love it. So if you're doing any uh, improvements to the home, new flooring of any type, Johnson Carpet One discount outlet, mention my name. Okay. On to more of not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. All right. Let's do this, man. Hey everyone, Zaniac yeah, Kenny from Nashville here. And after a long day of rocking out to some crappy death metal, I like to unwind with the Eric Zane Show Patreon bonus podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, death. Here's your host, Eric Zane. All right, King. King. I wonder what they're doing on Q100 right now. Let's see. Check it out. Uh, well, I can't do that because I'm still playing death metal. What a cluster. Hold on. Uh, they're probably playing a commercial right now. See, I never even recognize the damn songs on that radio station. I love that radio station. All right, man. Welcome into the Patreon bonus. Uh... I want to get right after this and invite our guest in. I think he's, he might be, might be annoyed with me. Oops, sorry. <laughs> Stu McAllister, ladies and gentlemen. Are you serious? I just told him I was calling him. Hi, you've reached the phone of Stu McAllister. Please leave your name I and number, just, and I will get back to you, you dick. Thank you very much, and have a good day. I don't want. I just talked to you one minute ago, and I said I'm calling you right now. How can you possibly be doing this to me? It's live, Stu. Hello? Oh, you should have heard me. I was hating on you. You were hating on me? Yeah, I was bitching because it rang and rang. And oh, then, sorry, man. And then I, I was... I, I, I wasn't th- paying attention. I th- I got scared because I'm I'm live right now on the Patreon bonus. So can oh. you... I'm sitting here with my thumb up my ass, and I'm like, <laughs> I got nothing. I, I actually have nothing. Other, it just says stew on my planning sheet. Talk to stew. So that means... Why? Why is that the plan? That's an awful plan. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people love to hear from you from time to time. Ah, fair enough. I hear that from a, from a lot of people. Ah, really? That's, yeah. that's shocking to me, man. But uh, okay, that's good. I'll take your word. You, you, do you have a confidence issue? Oh, yeah. That's why I'm a comic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did, did you happen to hear Florentine the other day? The other day? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I listened to it uh, this morning. Yep. It was tough getting anything out of Jim. I'm not going to lie. Get, getting stuff out of Jim? Yeah. yeah I, I don't know much about Jim, to be honest, other than the crank anchor stuff. Yeah, you know, I, I think he, and I, I got the impression that um, because I don't have a lot of comedy knowledge, sometimes I'm fearful that when I'm talking to these guys, they're going to realize that I don't know much about them. 
So I'm right. al- I'm always scared that I'm going to do something wrong and sound like uh, a complete dickhead. Right. You did ask him some question that I could tell he didn't particularly care for. <laughs> which which I, one was it? I you know I'd have to go back and li- oh I think when you kept asking about like why the show ended. And he is like, oh yeah, because shows fucking end. Like yeah. they just they just end, man. And uh, like I think you, I get where you were coming from. I'm like, hey, that was a great show. Like why would it have ended? Right. And just kind of yeah. You know, that, he's, that's you should have just ended because uh, you know the show was over. We went on and we're doing yeah, different things. That's exactly whatever, so. what I was referring to when I said I yeah. think it was hard. It was a little bit difficult to talk to him because. He was, uh, I, I, I got a lot of one word answers out of him. You know, how, like when you have like, uh, when you have like, like, like when I have like Ricarlo in here, he's real uh, easy to talk to, you know? And so, um, that's kind of like the, 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 the bar for me. If that's just off the top of my head, most comedians can do it. Uh, I, I've had a lot of the comedians from back alley come in and they've, they've been very, very, uh, uh good and, and interesting to talk to. Um, but yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, he's funny. There's no question he's funny, but I don't think I caught him at the best time for that interview. Yeah. I mean, who knows, right? I mean, who knows what was going on with him? But like, what time of the day were you talking to him? Um, noon. Yeah. So hell, he might've just been getting off. I mean, who yeah, knows? Some of these guys. Yeah. And some of those guys, they just have their thumb up their butt and they're pissed off about something like they're pissed off about playing a bowling alley or whatever. And, I mean, you deal with what life throws at you, right? Like, the back alley comedy club. I know, again, you guys used to give me shit all the time when I came on your show. I'm like, oh, you're playing bowling alleys. But yep. there's absolutely nothing wrong with no. playing a bowling alley. Well, that place sits 300 people. It's yeah, great. There is nothing wrong with it, and that's because I'm a dickhead. That's what that no, is. No, you're, you're giving me shit, and it, it's fun to do, But and I know a lot of people give me shit about you're playing a bowling alley. I'm like, ah, you know, it's comedy yeah. happens. Comedy can't you know, happen anyway, it, right? It, it still it still was worth it to give you the shit. Um, <laughs> it's always worth it to give you the shit. Out of oh, all yeah. out of all the shit to give, you take it well. I mean, you've eaten so much shit. Oh yeah, Jesus. even tonight I ate a lot of shit. Really? Oh yeah. Now okay, now wait a minute. Now you uh, were on a podcast, were you not? That, that's yeah. you're driving back right now from doing a fucking podcast. Yeah, I was in uh, Detroit, and uh, where the hell am I? I'm out. Uh, I'm near Brighton right now. I'm okay. Back. Yeah. All right. So you're on 96, coming on back. Yeah. What what podcast were you doing, Stuart? Do you or do you not want to say? Uh, no, it was called uh, Creative Wasting. Creatively Wasting. Uh, my buddy Tom Walma uh, is the host of it, and uh, I brought out my buddy Simon Carlson. And this other guy, Sal Del uh, D'Amelio, was there, and uh, it was good. Did, now, you said you ate shit. You didn't really eat shit, did you? Well, yeah. He, he, Tom wants us to come up with a crazy idea, and then we're going to talk about the crazy idea. And that's where he's talking about, like, creative energy being wasted. And the concept can either be a true thing or a thing that you want to have happen or maybe something you're working on. And uh, I'm actually, I don't think I've told you this, Dave, I'm working on a book about my conversations with Jesus. Oh, so that's where, that's what you went with. Yeah, and that's what I went with. And I don't think Tom knew what to, what to do with it. There was a lot of staring going on. Oh, come uh, on. You know what? I want you to tell that guy to fuck off for me. <laughs> this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. Call up Tom and say, hey, Tom, Zane says that uh, you're a comic because he's a comic, right? 
Yes. Let's say Zane says uh, a new idea for a podcast. Sit around and do funny shit. Anything but what I just heard. And tell him I said to fuck off. <laughs> uh, man, there's a lot of uh, vitriol in your language. <laughs> well, it's the Patreon, so I always let it fly in the Patreon. Yeah, I and I and I know you like that. I mean, I oh, it's the best. Stu is. Uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of swearing. I love I love in, in the the comedic timing of it. Any any strong worded uh, swear word to me, I don't give a shit what anyone says. I'm sick and t- any anybody in comedy who says yeah yeah you don't need that no fuck you you absolutely need that and uh, and I I don't find uh, th- there's very little uh, times that I've been watching someone say man uh, this this kind of straight act it kind of bums me out and there there are some who do do it well but for the right. most part I like it when people swear you know. You, you have to push boundaries, I think, a little bit, and sometimes the uh, blue language uh, does it for you. Right, yes. Right, you know, right. I mean, Jesus, it, uh, it, it's, it's part of it. Um, right. All right, so you're coming back, you're doing that, and, and if people want to check it out, should, should I direct them to that, do you think? Ah, ah God, I'm, I'm, I'm really blanking on the. I think it is called uh, creative wasting or creatively wasting. Well, you know, they can just – creativity wasting All is right. what it they'll is. find it they'll find the shitty <laughs> podcast just search yeah, google for up. shitty podcast and that one will pop up first right <laughs> shit podcast first, oh, oh podcast. no don't that podcast all right so let me ask you something on the l on the lmno podcast a much better yeah. podcast which friends of this show love uh you and jamie um, yeah. One of the things I love most about the dynamic with you and your better half, Jamie, is <laughs> yes. when she annoys the shit out of you, uh, Stu. Yeah. There yeah. are times when Stu wants to go down a path and then she keeps like, like these exclamations, non sequiturs, because they pop into her brain. And he goes and Stu will say something like, will you just shut the fuck up? <laughs> Yeah, you're pretty much spot on. Jamie's brain, I don't know how it works, to be honest. I don't understand how she thinks. That is good stuff. That is the yeah. stuff people remember. When the other when yeah. the other person goes, What are you shut up? That is yeah. that's a winner every time. Tell her to keep it up. But uh, you know. So we I got the I don't know if you heard lately, Zane. I got a third uh third co host currently. I did hear that. What's the dude's name again? His name is uh, Graham Van Bach. Okay, now that's not yeah, his real name? That is not his real name. Gotcha. He, he doesn't want to use his real name. I'm like, all right. Fair he's, enough. Uh, he's living in my house until July, and so he's, he's going to be sitting in as well. Oh, okay. So this is another dude who's in comedy? He used to do comedy years ago. That's how Graham and I met. But uh, right now he's just a nurse. He's a traveling nurse. He's working at Spectrum downtown, and... Uh, Staying at the house until July, and then he and his better half are moving to Wyoming or Colorado or oh somewhere else in the mountains. Yeah. yeah, so it's but 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 the uh, wife isn't with you, is she? Is no, she too- no, no, no. So they they were uh, he was living in Detroit, and they're selling the house. Oh, and then uh, once they sell the house, her family lives in Grand Haven, I think. So she's going to go stay with them. 
Yeah. He's going to stay with me until July when his uh, contract is up, and then they're getting yeah. the hell out of Dodge. All right, wow. St- Stu, let me ask you this. You just said something that j- jarred something in my brain, so excuse me. I just talked about non sequiturs, sure. so this is going to be yeah. a non sequitur. You, men- you just mentioned a name of a city on the lake shore. What is the name of that city? Grand Haven? Yes. Now, yeah. some people say Grand Haven, not Grand Haven. Have you ever heard I- this? You know, I get accused a lot of saying the names of Michigan incorrectly, so I I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. Well, I would say Grand Haven. Well, so do I, and uh, okay. so I'm with you. But okay. uh, Michelle McCormick over at LAV, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Well, <laughs> she <laughs> Michelle like lived there. And so, in fact, she said it to me, and we got into an argument. She goes, no, 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 I know these things. It's Grand Haven. It's not Grand Haven. And I'm like, well, this is a stupid argument. Fuck off. Uh, You know? But So, now, I also heard you mention on the LMNO podcast, a community in northern Michigan. Yeah, it's Gaylord. It's not Gaylord, Stu. No, 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 it's Gaylord. Why do you say that? You're saying it wrong. It's G-A-Y-L-O-R-D. It's Gaylord. It does look like Gaylord, but it is pronounced Gaylord, Stu. I don't care. I like saying Gaylord better. When you go there next time, you really, you, you got to like pause. Say, hey, man, I'm so happy to be in Gaylord. And, and then <laughs> actually emphasize the Lord of it. So, uh, sure. uh, Gay, Gaylord is a great town. Those people there will rape you in every hole that you have. You'll have two. Yeah, I read that hillbillies. Yes. Yes. Mm. So what's going on in comedy, Stu? I always worry about you because you, you're always saying that you're a failed comedian. I hate it when yeah. you say that. I hate it when you say that. Uh, I mean, it's all in jest, but I mean, Dane, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing what I used to do. I'm, I'm just changing things for me and things are good. All right. But you still write. I mean, Jesus. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm working on the book. I got a movie script, uh, the dumb podcast, uh, you know, I still am doing some road work. I got a gig next week. You know, it's, all, okay. it's all good, baby. It's Stu, all good. Stu, are we getting closer to, to starting to talk about the Patreon? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I, I, it's open. It's up. Oh, it is. Yeah. This is exciting. I, I, put, one, uh, I put one out uh, this weekend, a real short one, just kind of like a test. And uh, I'm going to do one tomorrow as well. So if you search on Patreon, Stu yep. McAllister, or is it LMNO? Uh, Elemental podcast. Oh, that's exciting, Stu. Um, yeah, have you silly. got? Has anybody signed up? I have five people. Oh, that's terrific. <laughs> when that when you get those emails that say "Welcome in" or, or like it like lets yeah. you know, that's a great yeah. feeling. That's a really it, really great feeling. It is, but at the same time, I almost I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Well, uh, conversely, when they yep. go the opposite direction, it's like. <laughs> You get you send, oh do, man! Do they send you an email going still left? Like, oh, <laughs> no, they don't even do that. What happens uh, is when you go back to the site to like put up content, if right. it goes like from whatever number down, you're like holy right. shit! Now, yeah. at the beginning of every month, you're gonna see it drop. And it's done. Right. I almost I want to kill myself after month one because. Right. Um, it was at an all-time high of 422, and then it dropped I, precipitously. 
And then, yeah. and then I was like, and by the way, thank you for being a patron member. I'm going to do, I'm going to return the favor as soon as we get done with this. Uh, don't do it, man. Yes, don't I do am. It. Yes, I am going to do that. And don't tell me what to do, you <laughs> fuckhead. I can do what I fucking want. All right. And, uh, yeah. and uh, so I, I'm going to go to Elemental Podcast and do that. And when it, it happened, I was like, oh my God, everybody thinks I yeah. suck dick. This is the worst thing in my life. And then, um, but what had happened was, and there were people that did quit. They just didn't like it. But a lot of those were people that there was some issue with the bank. I don't, I think they're still working out the bugs with it. So you'll hear me say, oh my God, at the beginning of the month, please make sure that, and I don't know what they can do on there. And I have no idea, but um, it seems I I don't have as big of drops. And I I think I'm kind of just hovering about the 300 mark now. And, uh, but, you know, I, I'll take that all damn day. Sure. I'll, I'll take 10, frankly, Stu. Uh, well, me it, too. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun thing. It's uh, Patreon is great, and it allows us to put the shit out there. And if the people like it, they pay for it. If they don't, well, that, that's fine, too. Right, right. I wanted to uh, make my Patreon just a dollar. They wouldn't let me do that. I know it. You know why? Because they want your money. Right, right. They want their cuts. I'm like, well, I get it, but... I figured if I just charge a person a dollar, I don't have to feel guilty when I give them shit content. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think they end up getting about nine or ten cents on, on something each. Like that. Something like that. So that's not bad yeah. for them. And they just replicated a million times, and uh, uh, they got they got they got cash. Filthy rich bastards. Yes. All right, student. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, um, I've never had a problem. I do. I pay for your Patreon through PayPal. I've okay. never had a problem, so I don't know if people, yes. if they have PayPal, go through PayPal as opposed to their bank, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying. I don't know. Right, I have no right. fucking idea. Right, um, right, right. There is, uh, okay, now I want to talk to you about something because I I, th- I might have pissed you off because I was flippant with my coverage of the kid getting the shit beat out of him by the cop. Were you annoyed with oh. me on how I handled that? No, no. Okay. I, um... When I, when I was texting you earlier today, it really I was looking at it from my experience as a social worker. Yes. And I, uh, they, the kid who was getting his ass beat, he was the kind of kids I worked with for eight years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'll tell you, cops have different rules than social workers do, so I'm not... Right. Unsurprised by by what the cop did, you know. What about now on the story that kept saying he had mental problems? I'm kind of challenging that. Maybe, I mean, maybe the kid's just an asshole. Is it no? Well, I mean. Well, I mean, I'll say uh, just because you have mental health issues doesn't mean you're not an asshole. Okay, but they they, they weren't like specific enough. So, you know, know, I'm trying to punch holes in this and justify the cop for the great amount of ass that he kicked. Uh, It was a tremendous beating. But uh, I I mean, that's what I'm getting at. I mean, what what I wonder what the mental health problem was. Is it just an unruly kid? Is there such a thing or is there actually a classification I mean, you know, like, uh, because, like, my grandkid, he has autism. He's autistic. Sure. But right. the reporter was just saying the kid has mental problems. Well, I mean, maybe maybe this, this kid had autism as well. I don't know. Uh, there's a diagnosis called uh, oppositional defiant disorder. It's ODD, and that's where kids have problems okay. taking directions and they become argumentative and surly. And maybe that's what he was diagnosed with as well, but, 
ADHD. I mean, who knows what was right, going right. on with this kid. So. so at the end of the day, it's it's the because I did go back and forth on it, no question. Sure. Um, but do you, okay, I should be assured that the cop did the wrong thing then, yes? Man, I would never want to punch a kid, but I don't know what was going on there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the, I kid, mean, the, the kid was handcuffed with his hands behind his yeah, back. Like, yeah, I'm you're like, right. Yeah, you know, yeah, there, there's no way. I mean, the uh, uh, the and then the and then the the chief cop at in Albion, I mean, sure. uh, fired the guy. So, yeah, yes, it was the right thing to do. I think I mixed on it because, uh, yes, it was the right thing to do. To uh, but my bigger problem. The reason why I was trying to split hairs in the whole thing was the way they covered it, because the reporter was trying to, it seemed like an anti-cop black guy versus, he was trying to make it about race, and I thought that that fucking sucked. There's no way this was a fucking about race. It was, it was slanted. For sure. It was definitely slanted. But I mean, why did he do that though, Zane? Why did the reporter cover it that way? Sensational. Yes. Because he wants people to see it. He wants it to be a big deal. And that's bullshit. Oh, yeah. I I hate stuff like that. I I know you watch uh, Channel 8 News a whole lot. But, I mean, I'll call those guys out on doing that stuff all the time. Yes, there's no question. It's a TV show. It's just a TV show. We got to get ratings. What are we going to do? We're going to say the cops did this or whatever and turn something into a race issue. Everybody's concerned about it, right? Right, right, man, right. It's unfortunate. Where are you now? Uh, Fowlerville. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. You're making your way. There's some. There's yeah, some. Ah. Uh-huh. So you're all. Annoyed. You're all alone, Stu. No, I got Simon with me here too. Ah. You got the dude who's staying with you. No, no, no. Simon's another comedian buddy of mine. Graham. Uh, Graham actually, he went back to Detroit tonight to sell his house. Okay. So Simon is a Grand Rapids comedian too. Yeah, he was in the uh, finals of the funniest person this year. Super funny guy. Oh, that's terrific. Put him on. You want to talk to him? Yes. Hi, girl. Hold on a second. Eric Zane wants to talk to you. Hello, this is Simon. Hi, Simon. How are you? It's Eric Zane. Good. Nice to talk to you. Nice. I uh, used to listen to, uh, listen to the show. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I, w- which one? I've been fired from, like, all of them. The other one. <laughs> the Free beer and homies? Are you, st- <laughs> are you still listening to them now? No, I haven't. Really? How come? I don't ever uh, listen to the radio. Okay. All right. Yeah, fair enough. It's, uh, it's kind of weird. You, you, you're probably a podcast guy too then, huh? Yeah. Yeah, podcast Spotify. Simon, uh, Simon, how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, about three years. Started in college doing it at on campus during a part of the stand-up club for a year and a half. And I've been uh, doing it in Grand Rapids at open mics for about a year and a half. Okay. Have you, got, have you, uh, in, have you gotten uh, the chance to do a feature? Uh, no, not features. Stu's brought me along for uh, a couple gigs, which is pretty cool. And then uh, I've done just a few spots around town. Right. How awesome is it when Stu gives you a compliment about your act? Because he does that from time to time with me on this podcast, and it's like the best <laughs> thing in the fucking world. I mean, it was after the last one, he, uh, it was it was said I did, uh, did pretty well, so that was pretty cool. So, um because he's, out a few times, so, you know he's yeah. brutal. He's brutal. If you suck, he's gonna tell you that you're terrible. Well, I've I can gather that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when can we see you? I mean, I'd like to see you do your thing, man. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to. I just sign up for open mics around town. Yep. Um, yep. Tried to sign up for. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm hosting Dr. Grins for the very first time 
not this Thursday, but next Thursday. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Oh, you're filling in for Garrett? You're doing MC duties? Yeah, yeah. I, I asked him uh, about that, and he said uh, that I was I was doing all right. So he'd, he'd look on the calendar to see when I, when I could get in. So, so not this Thursday, yeah. but next Thursday. Yeah. That is very, very cool. Ian Bag is the headliner. Who is? Ian Bag. He uh-huh. was on Last Comic Standing. Yes, of course, Ian Bag. Now, Simon, what's your last name? Carlson. Okay, Simon Carlson. We'll look for you, okay? Yeah, awesome. Thanks, too. All right, man. Thanks. Very All right, good. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, buddy. That was that guy was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice dude. Nice dude. Yeah, super good guy. All right. Uh where was I gonna go next? Um shit, I had something. Game of Thrones? Uh do you watch? Yeah. Oh, you do? I I'm, do. I'm I'm almost done with this latest episode, and I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't dive into the topic just because it would okay. catch people off guard. That would be pretty fucked up after I just lectured that fuckhead <laughs> Kenny for. Yeah. Did, you ever yeah. see? Did you see that shit that he did? What did Kenny do? Uh, the, during the last episode, he there was oh, a, yeah. there was, the one character that was huge in the moment. He tweeted out that per, or put on Facebook that person's uh, uh, name. And right. uh, that kind of tipped every, tipped everybody off that shit was going down. It's like, God right. damn it, Kenny. Come on. I, you... never, I didn't know Kenny watched. Oh, God. I wish he wouldn't. I wish somebody would rip his <laughs> eyes out. Didn't he call into a hotline? Yeah, he does. He does. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I think this guy Stu does from time to time, too, that fuckhead. That, that guy's an asshole. Hey, how come your phone sounds good now, but when you call my line, it sounds like a big, wet bag of dog dicks? I don't know. Man, that's that's what I want to ask you, man. Like, uh, uh, like I think you know, my phone calls into the hotline are great. I think it's well, no, they're terrible, but uh, they, I think it's because <laughs> it's a VoIP. You know those voice over internet uh, bullshit things like that. Oh, it's, it's poverty, uh, yeah. poverty phone. All right, I'm gonna cut yeah. you loose. All right, you're out of here. Yeah, man. God bless. Thank you. I'll talk to you you down the road. One and only Stu McAllister. Yes, indeed. How about that guy? And uh, Simon Carlson, I think. Let's see what's going on in Q100. Check Check out my piece. I feel all right tonight. I feel all right. Oh, yeah. Listen to this, man. Dirty. I feel all right. I want to wait. Search it out on the App Store, Q100. Find them on Facebook. Tell them how great they are because Eric Zane told you to uh, to listen. That doesn't make sense. I'm a retard. All right. Folks, I appreciate you. It was fun. It always is. It always is. You're the That's very loud. Hurt my ears. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for checking out the show. We'll talk to you down the road. Plus, in the action. On Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast, there's racing at Berlin this weekend. Oh, my gosh. It's a Memorial Day festivities. Okay, a lot going on. First of all, if you're an old-timer, you get in free. If you're in the military, you get in free. If you have finished your military career, you know, a veteran, you get in free. Otherwise, 14 bucks when you buy your ticket online at berlinraceway.com. At the gate, 17 bucks. There's fireworks that night. You're going to love that. 14, uh, 14 bucks a ticket. Uh, young adults, 15 and under. Or I should say people 15 and under. Because I guess if you're like under 15 and you're nine, you're not a young adult. Anyway, 15 and under is free. You know? 
And then you can bring in a cooler 12 by 9 or smaller. Load it up with whatever you want. Uh, no glass, no alcohol. Booze affordably priced at Berlin. You can get snockered on 20 bucks. Thank you, Berlin Raceway. Speaking of racing, we're getting down to the final days of the Dirty Donut Race entry. Last year, they drew in 500. This year, over 750 people will be racing at the Dirty Donut Race, but you got to get in now because spots are filling. You go to DirtyDonutRace.com and then fill out the form. 10-mile race, 21, 41, and 61. Those are your choices. This is the type of race that got donut stops. You eat the donut. For every donut you eat, you take five minutes off of your time. So you eat tw- uh, five of them. Holy shit. And all of a sudden, you've got negative time. Of course, you're going to puke, but who cares? DirtyDonutRace.com. Use the code ZANE23 at checkout. Save 10 bucks. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh, my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app, that it's going to work okay in that app, and oh, my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door. They punch it in. The door unlocks. In they go. And, of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap, okay? You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver. No drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long, long time. No monthly fee on this, unlike other brands that do that. They just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee. I love the Eufy Video Lock. Get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. E-U-F-Y official.com slash video lock. Batting last in the order today. Irvine's Auto Repair. That's E-R Vines. Irvine's Auto Repair. Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. West Michigan's number one repair facility is voted on by the dealers. The dealers are like, we can't fix this shit. Bring it over. We'll take care of it. Call Irvine's. 616-532-6600. Mention EZ. Okay. Free loaner cars at Irvine's. E-R Vines. 616-532-6600. Okay, more of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Hey, everyone. Zane and Kenny from Nashville here. And after a long day of rocking out to some crappy death metal, I'd like to unwind with the Eric Zane Show Patreon bonus podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's your host, Eric Zane. Oh, Kenny, thank you, man. Kenny, I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about you, Kenny. I'm thinking about you. Thinking about you, Kenny. Thinking about you, Kenny. Uh, Kenny's, uh, he's, 
Definitely, he's having a tough time right now. I'll just leave it at that. My man, King. Hey, hey, Zane. Hey, Zane. It's Kenny. King. Key. Uh, we meet again. Hey, TK. TK's in the house. What's up? And uh, you, my gosh. I Man. Oh, boy. I have um, a little bit uh, of a dilemma. Andrea asking me if it's cold in there. Apparently, I'm nipping out. It is a little chilly, kind of. Um, so, tomorrow early, I'm going to record the freebie. And then for you all, I record the Patreon. But I'm going to do it early because uh, we start traveling. Me and a bunch of uh, uh, close friends and Diana um, are, are driving to Jersey. We're, uh, uh, we're leaving like in the late afternoon. Then driving like halfway there, got the camper, going to park in the Walmart parking lot. I mentioned that before. No big deal. But um, you see, when we come back from the wedding, and by the way, and then second day, we wind up in the city, Jersey City, not New York City, Jersey City. But we're right on the bank of the Hudson, like I talked about. I can't wait for that. That'll be fun. Uh, Get to see this uh, loved one of ours, her daughter, get married. Nice destination wedding. Dividing up the cost of the gas. That'll be fun. So then we're coming back. We're leaving for Michigan on Sunday and then driving halfway back. I don't like driving more than seven, eight hours. And no one drives the RV but me. I don't trust anyone. I don't want anybody touching it. And I can't anyway. There's an insurance thing. Anybody else drives that thing and screws it up? I'm effed. So then that leaves Sunday night. I normally record. What in the world am I going to do? And uh, I think I don't have a ton of options here. So I can either roll some Lost Zane tapes, like for a, like a whole show, Lost Zane tapes from like a bygone era, uh, maybe. No, I can't do that. I could. I don't know. I'm toying with the idea of something like that. But I think what I'm just going to do, and I, I have this capability of, of recording a uh, one ahead of time and then uh, posting it and, uh, and scheduling the post, you know? I don't know. Maybe I'll do it all. Maybe I'll do the whole damn thing. I think, uh, I think the way what I'm leaning on is I'm going to record a, uh, the, the freebie podcast and the Patreon podcast tomorrow for Sunday. But you see what you deal with then is you have to, um, yeah, yeah, you have to record ahead. And it's like you, the material that I have to uh, do is like, I obviously can't foresee the future. So I have to go and keep my eyes and ears open for topics to talk about that are what they call in my industry as evergreen can be done at any time and discussed but it's a little different when you're alone and it's just ah, this is tricky for me i think it'll be fine i sometimes get in my own head and get bummed out about uh you know stuff that i shouldn't be bummed out about uh almost today i almost had a temper tantrum because you know it's up to me to get this camper ready to take everybody to Jersey city for this wedding. So now, okay. 
I get it all taken care of. I clean the inside out. It's all good for everybody to go. And uh, one of the things I want to make sure that is in tip-top running order is the generator. So, because if you're driving around and you want some some power, like to the microwave, or you're parking, you're sleeping in the Walmart parking lot, you want to turn the generator on, or whatever reason. So I hit the damn button, and it it goes click kaput, and I'm like, oh no, what is going on with this generator? Holy crap! And I'm I'm calling like everybody I know who has uh, a camper, saying they're and they're getting oh maybe it's the spark plug. Are you sure it's getting gas? Ah, yeah. I'm getting all these. I'm getting updates from people who are trying to help me. My my good buddy Jimmy's trying to help me. I'm like, oh god, I don't know, man. Shit, we're fucked. I, uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have to go uh, call up the uh, the mechanic. And first thing in the morning, I'm like panicking. Then I realize, just call the guy who you bought it from, Chad. He works over at Camping World. Used to be American RV. He goes, "Yep, I know what it is. Start the motor on the truck." So it worked. Start the damn motor on the truck, and it starts right up. It's got to charge the battery. I didn't know this shit goes works this way. It's so crazy. I was like freaking out. But the reason why I'm telling you this is because I was this close to just having a meltdown. And I had been on the verge of doing that two or three times, and I remained calm. And I don't know what's gotten into me because normally the thing to do is throw shit, scream at Diana, make a scene in the driveway, act like an asshole, uh, break some shit, uh, uh, yell at the dog, go upstairs, uh, pout. But I kept my freaking mouth shut. I didn't say a word. I didn't even tell her. Just waited. Didn't didn't get pissed. Called Chad. Figured it out for me. It worked. It freaking worked. So uh, yes, and uh, I I came back in the house. I go, oh god, I just dodged a bullet, man. I was on the verge of having a meltdown here. Why would happen? Well, so I tell her, and then she goes, well, good for you. All right. Yeah. So uh, let's see. What? Oh my god, this story. Holy crap! You're not gonna believe this. Um. First of all, in track and field, I don't even know why um, the thing called the javelin is a thing, okay? You got shot put. You've got discus. Um, those travel pretty far, but they're not going to tra- travel nearly as far. Well, even the discus travels pretty far. I don't know why it seems different. Maybe because it's round. But the javelin travels you know a hundred yards through the air or more i don't know about a hundred yards maybe a little less and it's a spear the javelin you've seen people throw a javelin have you not well there was an incident um now the incident wasn't actually one throwing it i'll get to that in a second georgia university of georgia freshman uh, guy who's like a super fast runner was apparently uh, doing some warm-ups on, like, the field portion of the track. And in the warm-up, they kind of uh, run backwards. I don't know why, but they do. So they're all the, all the sprinters. This guy is not a javelin thrower at all, and there was no one throwing a javelin in this incident. But some asshole jammed the javelin into the ground you know, pointy end into the ground and sticking up out of the ground at an angle. You know where this is going, don't you? 
The article says whenever someone hears the words pierced and javelin, they're left to expect the worst. Georgia track and field athlete who recently suffered that fate was seriously hurt, but apparently is expected to eventually eventually make a full recovery. Now, he wasn't injured by the pointy end going into the ground. He was impaled by the by the blunt end. The fucking blunt end. This dude was running backwards fast. And because that stupid thing was in the ground and somebody, some idiot was careless with the GD javelin, or worse, they did it on purpose, he hit it with his back and it skewered him like a damn shrimp on the Barbie. Yeah, that happened. Went right in his back. The blunt end went into his back, cr- cr- creamed his rib cage into his lung. Just, ah, fuck. They said gruesome, suffers a punctured lung, collapsed lung, the whole deal. Uh, it was truly an accident. Athletic Director, Director George McGarity said nobody threw anything or anything like that. Uh, when I said it was on purpose, it was just speculation. <sighs> suffered a javelin wound in the middle of his back, just below the shoulder blade. Part of the javelin remained in the guy's body. I don't even know if I said his name. Uh, Elijah Godwin. Uh, So it's stuck in his back. He's freaking out and he's laying down. And then the fire and rescue crews showed up and they busted out like the power equipment and they ground it off and left the part that was in his body still in his body. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but, you know, they say, you know, don't pull it out because it's actually blocking the loss of blood flow it's helping you if you yank it out it's gonna be like blood everywhere and you're dead so they ground off the part that's not in his body and left the rest in there and then they rush him to the hospital where they were able to surgically remove the blunt end of the fucking javelin stuck in this dude Again, ran into the javelin as he and his fellow sprinters did backward sprints on the track. Oh, I guess it was on the track. I thought it was on the uh, field. It must have been because it was stuck on the ground. The javelin had been left on the ground at an angle and Godwin was moving fast as he backed into it. Actually, the rear part of the javelin caused the injury, resulted in a, quote, a large amount of blood in the grass. My God, UGA released a statement on Wednesday. Uh, was injured, blah, 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 transferred, full recovery. Holy shit. Freak accident. Well, it got me to looking um, about uh, about th- when this has happened in the past. And there's a video that's going around or has gone around of top five javelin injuries. And all of these involve like someone out in the field area when the fucker throws the thing and someone's there and they get hit and, and speared. It's ridiculous. And, if, and uh, most of them are, are uh, officials or refs. One was a kid. It was terrible. We hit him in the foot and the kid, it's like, it like nails his foot to the ground. It's like, what is, why do they do this? And if you are going to do the javelin, why in God's name would there be anyone out there? You, know, you got to do it different, right? I mean, you can't have people out there while there's some asshole throwing a spear at you. 
Case in point, this is terrible. Uh, while reviewing the story, I came across this one. This happened in 2012. Excuse me here. My mic's all jacked. <sighs> Javelin Toskos goes horribly wrong. Ref dies after getting speared. Track and field official died after being impaled by a 15-year-old javelin competitor at a sporting event in Dusseldorf, Germany. Dieter, Dieter Strach was going about his duties Sunday night as an official for the annual Wilhelm Unger Games. Wilhelm Unger Games, say it right. A youth sporting event in Dusseldorf. Then tragedy struck. From above, the 74-year-old ref had stepped out of the playing surface, playing field, to measure the distance of a javelin toss when this 15-year-old dumb fuck let it fly. So uh, Dieter is just measuring the damn thing. No one's supposed to be throwing. And this moron, 15-year-old, murders him because he throws the javelin. Well, it went through Dieter's neck. That's right. He looked like freaking Steve Martin. Oh, no, that was through his head, wasn't it? Well, you get the idea. You got the reference, right? You know what I'm talking about. It went through his neck and out the other side. The 1.5-pound boy, those are light, spear, then traveled... Wait, no, wait a minute. It says it hit him in the cheek and then went down to his neck and hit a crucial artery as stunned spectators looked on. Holy shit. What a traumatic thing. I, I'm telling you, all those people who saw that, that is, that is post-traumatic stress disorder at its finest. You see this old geezer take the javelin in the fucking face. He ran to the sector while the throw was still in the air. Uh, one of the organizers of the 66 Wilhelm Unger Games told ABC News he probably thought he would calculate the air path correctly before the javelin touched the ground. This isn't making sense. I'm getting two stories here. I don't know how the hell this happened. But it never did land on the ground. It went in Dieter's face. Uh, when it struck Strack, which sounds weird, uh, according to ABC News, he shouted, Strack grabbed the javelin uh, and, and took it out of his body. He pulled it out like a, a sword in Game of Thrones. His body was the, was the what, is, what are those called, a scabbard? And then he pulled the Valerian steel out of his neck. Uh, he dropped to the ground. A doctor and athletes rushed to him. He was sped to the hospital, but on Monday, he succumbed to his injuries. Holy shit. That included a ruptured carotid artery. The competition was halted after the incident, which was witnessed by over 800 people in the stands. Boy, that's a real uh, uh, turnstile burner right there. 800 people are there to see this guy die in a, in a, in a horrible fashion. At least seven more were treated for shock. No, that sentence should say 800 were treated for shock. 800 people passed out and fell to their deaths as they tumbled down the steps of the, of the stands. I can't believe this. It would look like Jonestown. 15-year-old javelin thrower is getting psychological counseling. Oh, you know this guy. 
He's he's ruined uh, for the part in the that was 2012. So that means this guy's 22 now. Uh, watch as it turns out, that's the first day that this 22 year old discovers the Eric Zane Show podcast. He he's he's and he's a like Patreon subscriber. And this dude, the first day he tunes in, I'm talking about when he murdered the old guy. Jesus. Ugh. All right, you had to have heard about this. This is proof right here, this next story, that the United States has it right, and we are better than all other countries, and that's just the end of it. There's no getting around this. We are the greatest. It's because we cook our food and we don't eat rodents, Okay. Now, maybe some people eat rodents. Maybe like a squirrel, a rodent. Yeah, you can eat a squirrel. Uh, But prairie dogs, uh, you shouldn't touch prairie dogs. You shouldn't go near a prairie dog. How do I know this? When I visited Devil's Tower in Wyoming, there is an area at the base of the tower where, I'm not kidding you, it's probably, oh, God, a square mile of just prairie dog dens okay now and they didn't put them there they're just very common there if you've ever been there you know i'm talking about you're leaving the tower and you're driving out and uh you'll notice all of these creatures are popping up looking at you and they're the cutest little fuckers you've ever seen the prairie dog but there's a sign right there it says don't just look take pictures and look Stand by, I got a cough. Do not do anything more with these creatures because they carry the plague. That's right, the bubonic plague, black death, the thing that destroyed Europe back in the day. I don't know the totals on how many people died from plague, but uh, it's from creatures like this. The signs say, just look don't even consider trying to feed them or touch them. You could die and start like the new black death in Wyoming. Well, so rest assured, eating those things is a problem. Rest assured, eating them raw is a bigger problem. Rest assured, eating the kidneys of a prairie dog is the worst thing possible, right? Well, hell yeah, that's exactly right. A couple in Mongolia, and you can see this story at ericsaintshow.com. Click on in the news. Have died from the plague after they ate raw marmot meat, a prairie dog. They just grabbed the prairie dog and started to eat it like corn on the cob. What the fuck is wrong with people? How is that a thing? How is that in the U.S.? There's nothing comparable, right? Maybe like an oyster or something like that. But I mean, come on. This is why uh, poor people in other countries will always be. I don't have anything to say about that. There, there are everything's fucked up. It's always like in another country that you hear something like this happening, something really ridiculous, over the top and fucked up. Mongolian couple. So they, they did it as a pair. They were like putting it in each other's mouth. Here's the paw. Here's an ear. Ooh, you want some prairie dog eye? Here, eat it up. Sure, this is good. They were eating the raw marmot. And then they died. 
sparked a quarantine. Now, there were a lot of tourists, supposedly, that were in this area of the, where these two assholes are, and they were trapped there for days. You couldn't leave. According to the news source, the couple died May 1st in a remote area of the country's Bayan Ogi province, which borders China and Russia. A six-day quarantine of 118 people who had come in contact with the couple. Imagine if it was a swingers convention with these sick animals, including locals and a number of foreign tourists had been lifted as of Tuesday. But... um, Official told from the World Health Organization told the BBC that the couple ate the rodents raw meat and kidney, which is to believe to be for good health. What the fuck? How is that real? Here, eat up. I hear this is good for us. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is a new paleo thing. You eat the fucking marmot and his internal organs and you get ripped. Yeah, we can go to CrossFit, eat some more marmot, a nice paleo diet. After the quarantine was announced, not many people, even the locals, were in the streets for fear of catching plague, Uh, said uh, some dude from the Peace Corps who no doubt said, fuck this, I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) Uh, Bubonic plague can be transmitted. I'll tell you what, hold a side note. Uh, those are the those are God's chosen people, if you ask me. These uh, you know missionary people who put themselves in harm's way. The the Peace Corps. These are the ones that really deserve heaven. I mean, I'm over here making fun of old people, talking about this asshole who ate uh, liver and shit like that. There's no place up there for me. I should be like kind of like the mid level guy, uh, purgatory perhaps on a good day, and never really don't have a chance to get up to like. You know, I'm like a career American Hockey League player when it comes to heaven. Those Peace Corps guys, they're the ones. Hey, what do you got today? Malaria. Fuck it. It'll be good. It'll go away. Let's go serve the community. Um, Throughout history, plague uh, epidemics have caused widespread death around the globe. Uh, While modern antibiotics, uh, antibiotics can now treat the disease and prevent its spread, the next sentence or the, it should say comma, uh, that can do nothing for fuckheads who eat raw marmot and their kidneys. Infections still do occur in parts of the Western United States as well as in Africa, Asia, the CD. If you're, okay, now China, not really known for their human rights. They should have like a local health administrator uh, or a health minister who, if he sees anybody doing this, he immediately just shoots them dead. Uh, when you do stupid shit like this to, hey, weed them out of the gene pool, pool and just have uh, no chance of anybody getting the infection uh, to, to continue the, uh, the uh, plague. My God. Oh, how stupid is that? All right, one more for you. This is just sad and a, uh, a statement about the way the world is. Okay. <sighs> 72-year-old lady, uh, sorry, 76, um, was really into fitness and things like that, despite a heart condition. Did a lot of amazing things, climbed mountains. She was an uh, educator at Western Michigan University here on the west side of Michigan, obviously. And uh, the gorgeous running week race weekend, they got like a marathon, a half marathon, 5K, and a 10K. Well, she died 
Uh, she started the race out and like a mile in, things were going south. And uh, she had a grabber, and that was it. She collapsed just short of a mile. Uh, she did, in fact, pass at the hospital. So the article has various statements from family members and friends who are like, oh, my God, our beloved uh, mom, uh, Mrs. Uh, hold on, Kay Kasky, sorry, has passed away. So like example, I cannot overstate what an incredible mother and friend and teacher and example. She continued to be one of her sons. Michael Kasky spoke to M live in the Kalamazoo Gazette on Monday. So he's all broken up. Uh, we have comfort in the fact that it was such a beautiful day yesterday. She's running outside. So it provides a little bit of solace, but it's sudden that's challenging. Uh, the article goes on to say Kasky had a heart condition that likely contributed to her death. The family said race director Blaine Lamb said that the last death he could recall during a Kalamazoo race happened about 35 years ago in the Kalamazoo classic. Uh, Michael Kasky is a Chicago musician and his brother, Bill, a Kalamazoo librarian, remembered mom, an incredible woman who was always ready for adventure, loved the outdoors, traveled all over. So, um, talked about her being an adjunct professor at Western and other colleges. She had a business called Laughter Works with a pal, uh, teaching classes and giving presentations and workshops on health and humor. All right. So that's it. Uh, I read that. It's kind of like goes into like the obituary of this. And you know what always catches my eye every time? These words. View comments. And God damn it. This is such a fucking... The Wild West is what this is. This is uh, this is what gets me the most. And I see there's 16 comments, and I click on it, and I go, I'm crossing my fingers. Don't say anything bad, no one. Or anybody, uh, I hope everybody stays, stays focused. Don't say anything stupid. But you know that's not going to happen. You know some asshole is going to do what they do best and be... A scumbag. Why can't they get hit by a javelin? Why can't they develop a taste for delicious raw prairie dog? Everybody behave. One. Just one asshole. That's all it took. One asshole. And the comment that I'm going to read to you was made... Uh, today's what? Wednesday? It was made Tuesday. Okay. This article came out. I think it's article. Hold on, let me back up. Give you an idea of the of the lead up. Yeah, this was posted on May sixth. Today's the eighth. Okay, this is posted Monday, and that means yesterday somebody got their hands on it. It's all it took was one day for one asshole to be an asshole. Uh, this nice person writes, everybody dies in the end. It's how you spend your life that makes all the difference. Sounds like Kay had a life well spent right up to the last moment. Truthfully, it doesn't get any better than that. Nice. Nice. Um, another nice person wrote, great post. Uh, this person wrote, I don't know whether it writes, uh, I don't know whether to be sympathetic or jealous. Sounds like an amazing woman at 76. I hope I could walk a 10K. Thumbs up. We're three in. Three in on 16. And I'm thinking, 
we're doing okay here. This is going to work out. Uh, this person wrote, she kept doing what she loved to do. If my doctor told me that my heart may not be strong enough for sex, I'd ignore him. <laughs> what a way to go. All right. That works. So that was one, two, three, four nice comments. And then anonymous asshole goes by Brochie, B-R-O-C-H-E-E, wrote, quote, I have heart disease. Let's go for a run. That's the one. You are the guy. You have, have done it. You disgusting coward. You know, I sit here and bitch about uh, 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 people taking shots at me as, as well as anybody. I am alive. I am not dead. <laughs> Andrea says, it's you, isn't it? No, it's not me, you asshole. Andrea, you stupid butt fuck. What the fuck is wrong with you? Jesus. How the fuck can you do that? I mean, she's dead. And yeah, I mean, I don't know her, but still. What it I don't know. It just it's we live in a weird, weird day and uh day and time, uh day and age where people just fucking like this shit. No one has any uh nothing holds them back. This person wrote, replying to Brochi, some people choose to face the challenges in their life. It sounds like she managed her life situation for a long time in a healthy, proactive manner and passed doing what she loved. Next sentence, have fun on your couch with your pill caddy and CPAP. Nice. Karen, um, and that was it. Oh, and this, uh, this person, as you sit on your couch eating your deep fried uh, Twinkies. Holy shit. People are fucking assholes. That drives me up a wall. All right. I am done, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking forward to another day tomorrow. But holy shit, we got it done again. Tomorrow is going to be episode 90. Fuck yes, man. This is awesome. 90 episodes not we haven't missed a beat since leaving the radio that makes me happy and i owe it to you holy shit yes do i owe it to you you guys are the best you keep me moving crying out loud Shh. the hustle continues thanks so much for checking it out have a good rest of your evening goodbye oh my that's it all done no more of not the best of the Eric Saint Show podcast. There is Patreon though. Don't forget Patreon uh, has something to listen to while I'm away. That's three plus hours of content that you're gonna love. These are special days on Patreon when I'm not there. I try to make it extra special for you so that uh, something for you to listen to literally while I'm away. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. A lot of people been uh, talking about Patreon lately with the new edition of Who Are These Free Beers? Very fun uh, bit of content there that I know you're going to love. Check it out, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. That is going to do it for Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Thanks for listening to it. Bye-bye.